Ladies and gentlemen, this is the Before It Was Cool podcast, and this is Shaky J. And with me, as always, trying to get up the stairs and struggling immensely is Tom on Treads. Oh, hello. <laughs> what did I Glad sound like up here. I was thinking that, oh, hello, you sounded more like um, Kim Jong-il in um, Team America. Yeah, or Dame oh, Madna. Uh, hello, well, my pretties. <laughs> yeah, they just sound like my um, uncle after he's had a few drinks. Um, <laughs> well, uh, very dark joke to start thing, and um, yeah, welcome everyone. So, um, <laughs> how you doing, Tom? Oh, I'm uh, all right. I've had probably the worst couple of weeks of of the last few years, pretty much. That's why uh, the the uh, Tim Burton video hasn't been finished. I got evicted from my house. Yay. Mm. No fault eviction. I'm not a bad tenant. She's a bad owner. She, uh, yeah, yeah, she wouldn't accept any of his payments in meth. Yeah, exactly. And uh, also, <laughs> my daughter had to be rushed to the hospital with a pinched nerve in her neck, which was great. And she couldn't move when she woke up and started screaming. That was awesome. But she's fine now. Yeah, it's um, been a pretty busy week for you, man. I, yeah. Uh, yeah. So I, not, uh, I did the reason. voiceover for the video. I just uh, ran out of usable time to edit the thing so yeah yeah thankfully i can do the podcast in like under like an hour so yeah good. well there's no visuals for that all yeah. the visuals are created in everyone out there's mind yeah yeah just imagine me um, naked sitting down in, on my bed with the computer next to me that's how i record these and it's funny because that's pretty much the predominance of um, a lot of single male sex life. Yeah, exactly. So I'm not single. Yeah. I'm married and that's the predominance of a lot of married men's sex lives. <laughs> Actually, yeah, uh, tell you my getting angry for that. No, <laughs> not at all. Not at all. Why would I get angry? No, Taya. I know that married people have sex. Oh, tell you, I thought you said Jay might. Oh, Taya won't get angry at you. She'll just make you bite the pillow and put that 12-inch dong in your ass. Yeah. And she'll be like, yeah, you like it? I have nothing. <laughs> she won't care if you like it or not. You're not going to run away. Yeah, um, exactly. Wow. <laughs> God. Wow. Jay with, the, really dark. Jay with the dark drugs this week. Yeah, yeah. Um, I've, I've been crook. That's why we didn't do an episode earlier in the week. Um, so I guess all the dark jokes are coming out now. They've been building up. It's just like it's just like <laughs> a champagne bottle that's been building up. But um, the jo- the jokes that are coming out are all um, incredibly dark and twisted. Yeah, at first it was an Uncle Fucker joke. Then it was a rape the disabled joke. What's next? Well, I wouldn't say a rape the disabled joke. I never said you didn't consent. I just said you couldn't run away. Yeah, true, true. Yeah. Um, <laughs> anyway, so that disappointing part aside, we'll um, talk. We're talking about um, disappointments in media that have happened for us. So um, we're talking about like we've got three main categories for this. We're going to talk about um, movies that have been disappointing, despite for us personally, 
um, TV series or TV series episodes that have been really disappointing for us. And then finally, um, we're going to talk music releases. And then if we have time, we might talk a bit of wrestling and other disappointing releases. So we might talk video games, talk um, wrestling, talk anything else that really comes to mind. Um, maybe even some live shows that we've seen. Yeah. But that'll come under music as well. Um, yeah, so... As part of movies, no Tim Burton, because that's too low. Oh, yeah. Like, that's low-hanging <laughs> fruit right there. Well, it's more that we know that Tom, no matter what, is going to be disappointed in them. And second, that'll take up the whole movie because he'll get cranky. <laughs> that's not low-hanging fruit. That fell off the tree and it's starting to rot on the ground. And it's the kind of fruit that you just, like, don't want to go near that tree anymore because that fruit just looks bad. That was the Tim Burton movies. Hmm. Except uh, Batman. Yeah, but was Batman really his? I mean, like he had an entire source of shit to go by. Oh yeah, but you look at how like the edge he like he made it his own sort of dark sort of world. Like I mean, the changes in character of the penguin was huge, but it was pretty well done. Yeah. I suppose. But how much is that Danny DeVito and how much of that is Tim Burton? Well, Tim Burton helped create the character that DeVito then played. DeVito did it well, but Tim Burton created a penguin who wasn't really a mob boss. He was more a monster. I was like, going to say, he didn't create the penguin, but yeah. No. Then he clarified. He created that version of Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, let's get into the theme music. Yep. Roll theme music. Welcome. 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 And we're back after the intro music. Uh, how'd you like it? Because, I hope you all like well, it very much. I thought it was really appropriate for this episode because it was frankly a disappointment. Uh, <laughs> oh God, uh, you mean no, that, that was a bit? That was a bit mean. To be honest, like the funny thing is, like we don't actually, I don't actually hear the theme music until Tom puts it in at editing. So. What I just said then is the disappointment was I couldn't actually hear the theme music because oh, I love your theme. There we go. I turned it, it nice. You made it all uh, gooey and chocolatey in the center. I wouldn't go that far. I wouldn't willingly eat your theme music because that'd taste like nothing. I don't know how you'd do that. Anyway, this is getting very tangential and bizarre <laughs> already. So. Yeah, it's kind of a weird, <laughs> weird line to go down. Yeah. I do that sometimes, <laughs> a lot of the time. Um, so, yeah, we're talking movies. So, movies that you saw that, like, a lot of people, like, they could be pe- movies that people really loved and you didn't enjoy, or movies that were built up really big, and then when you finally saw it, you were really disappointed. Um, there's no, like, structure, like a top three or anything, just any that come to mind for you. Yeah. Uh... But I'll also include actors playing a role as well. Like when you get excited about an actor playing a certain role, then you see them and you're just like, oh, that had such potential and it 
didn't quite hit the mark. Anyway, sorry about that. <laughs> uh, I think the biggest one that comes to... There are three that come to mind, but the biggest that come to mind is uh, Thor The Dark World. To be honest, both the Thor movies were pretty lackluster. Thor 1 right. was alright. Thor 2 was shit. Thor 3 was one of the best uh, MCU films going. What, because they gave Thor a personality? Yeah, and they showcased Loki a lot more, and Taika TC is a genius. Oh, he's awesome. Like, I um, mean, in Jojo Rabbit, he w- played Hitler. He's a Polynesian Jew that played Hitler. I still need to actually see Jojo Rabbit. But, it's uh, uh, very, very much a dark comedy, but it is. Yeah, it's a good movie. And he's yeah, a genius really and cool guy. Great. Well, um, and he's also Korg. Yeah. Everyone's favorite rock monster. Yeah. We're going to have a revolution. And, um, have you seen him? Um, so it's Korg and Deadpool reviewing <laughs> um, New Guy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I've seen that. It's so good. It's so, so good. And it was it was the very first crossover of the MCU and the X-Men. Um, no, it wasn't. Wasn't it? First crossover was in WandaVision. In WandaVision, uh, they had um, the X-Men version of Quicksilver make an appearance. No, they did not. They had the actor that played it, and it was, yes, but it wasn't Quicksilver, Quicksilver from costume. the X Men films. It was just the actor, and he was in a trance. Yeah, but I still think that's considered a crossover because they got the same actor to play the character with the same personality and everything, but then did the almost in movie retcon. But why not just pick any other actor if they weren't trying to semi include him? It was a semi-crossover, I'll agree on that, but it ended up not being a proper crossover. The proper yeah. one is Korg and Deadpool. At least the better yeah. one was Korg and Deadpool. And I'm not saying that WandaVision wasn't good. It was very, very, very good. It's just that crossover was better. <laughs> More amusing. It wasn't like... The whole story behind Wonder is one of trauma and heartbreak and mental breakdown so um then doing that like it's more dramatic rather than comical and comical will always stand out that bit more yeah in my opinion yeah um Um, so what would you say is your first i'd say the star wars prequel trilogy and in my opinion like that series of movies just got worse with every single one that got released like i feel really bad really? saying that episode one was... yeah um this talking the prequels like this is just my opinion so but um, worse because universally agreed is number three is the best it's better than some of the sequel trilogies oh yeah but the sequel trilogies too but um but like i really didn't like like i really didn't like attack of the clones okay there are a couple main reasons um one of them Hayden Christensen as Anakin. Now, whether it was him just acting really woodly, or if it was the dialogue he was given, or both, it just... I never liked him. Um, Watching Anakin in the Clone Wars series, really cool character with depth. 
watching him in that he was just awkward and then the other issue i have with the clone with um revenge of the sith is the tone change like beginning of the movie ah oh, look r2's fighting some battle droids oh they're slipping on oil this will be fun the, the kids can watch this end of it oh he's he's killing children like that is a huge tone shift like yes Star Wars which, and Aaron... which movie are you, um, are you talking the whole trilogy in a whole? Revenge of the Sith, no, Revenge of the Sith. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, like... Well, they had to turn him into a Darth Vader, somehow. Oh, yeah, but killing that, children when... And only that like battle between him and Obi-Wan is great. Sorry? And that battle between him and Obi-Wan is great. The battle is great. The communication and the dialogue from... um. Anakin is terrible. No! I think the Jedi are evil. <laughs> but like, like, don't get me wrong. Like, you, I watched that first series. Like, there's so many awesome standout parts. Um, Ewan McGregor as Obi-Wan is just amazing. It's beautiful. Yeah. He's the, he and, was a brilliant casting. And, and considering pod... he based a lot of his... Sorry? And the pod race. The pod race from uh, episode one is just oh it's beautiful and the villains yeah the villains although Darth Maul uh, didn't get enough screen time god damn it and Jar Jar Bing's got too much yeah well he's technically not a villain unless you go with some of the internet theories of yeah. him being a Sith Lord but um like the villains were all really solid like both Maul and Grievous didn't get enough screen time yeah. But that also made them more interesting that you wanted to see more. So you go into your um, extended sort of stuff like your Clone Wars, your Rebels and that. And you do get more of them and they're just awesome. Plus, in them was our boy Christopher Lee. Yeah, and Christ yeah, Christopher Lee's just god-tier level villain in movies he plays. Yeah, He's exactly. just so good. And Dooku was no exception. Dooku was fantastic. He um, looks at a role and he makes it iconic. Yeah. You got more of... Like, like, these are positives within it. You got more of, like, the Jedi Council. Like, Yoda and Mace Windu in particular are both really great characters. But, I, see, I have a problem with Mace Windu in, throughout the whole trilogy. I didn't like his character at all because he did not once say motherfucker. Um, apparently, that's actually written on his lightsaber. Oh, really? Oh, <laughs> Yeah, God. apparently. Apparently, like, this is if what I remember is correct. Um, when he got... Because he wanted his lightsaber so he'd stand out in a battle. So they made it purple because he also... Um, his um, lightsaber style for Pard is where he uses elements of the dark side when he fights. Yeah. And that's why it's purple because the combination of red and blue. And um, he's able to channel it and just let it flow through him and turn the dark side against someone while they're fighting. Yeah. That's why he almost beat Grievous and probably would have. Um, if it wasn't for Anakin. Yeah. But I need him! Ugh, fucking Anakin. Like, sorry. Um, <laughs> but yeah. And yeah, so he wanted it purple so he stood out. So they created this whole extra backstory to him. But apparently when he got his lightsaber, it said one badass motherfucker on it. Oh, nice. Then I yeah, can figure it out. I'm only joking, by the way. I think Windu is one of my favorite characters from the prequel trilogy. I got into this conversation with a guest 
early in the early days of the podcast before you were a permanent host when I had rotating co-host uh who was it Tim Price from Collision Course Media was the co-host for the episode and we're talking about the prequel trilogy and we got into like collectibles and stuff and I said to him I the Hasbro expandable purple lightsaber toy I know it exists I've seen it I touched it I cannot find it anywhere. I found it at uh, an online store that was selling their surplus from Comic-Con, selling it for five grand. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Mint and bots because it was so hard to find. There was only like a thousand produced in the world. And a thousand sounds like a lot. When it comes to Star Wars merchandise, it's fucking nothing. A thousand of anything in the world isn't much like... um like the Boba Fett toy, the Boba Fett prototype, like it literally didn't get produced in a thousand. Yeah, it there was are pulled four, up last month. The one that shoots, but yeah, it's there are four types of that one. There's a painted one, yeah. an unpainted one, a carded one that is in its package, and a fully made one that is in its package with the front and back of the card printed, and that's in the CEO of uh, Asbro's. Uh, office and the others are in private collections. The unpainted one that is loose in a plastic bag sold for $17,000 at Comic Con. Yeah. Star Wars nerds are fucking. Star Wars nerds are nuts. Like, um, by the way, do you know who has the biggest Star Wars memorabilia and, like, toy collection in the Southern Hemisphere? Uh, Rupert Murdoch. No, he's not in the Southern Hemisphere. Um,. Oh, Tim Friedman from the Tim Friedman from the Doug Anthony All Stars. Oh, really? Yeah. Let's rob him. He's old. He, we can take him. He's also in a wheelchair. He's um got motor neuron, I think. It's an even fight. Yeah. Well, you, uh, yeah. Cripple fight. <laughs> um. <laughs> oh, Tim God. Friedman, if you hear this, we know you've got a good sense of humor, so you'll probably enjoy it. Yeah. Um, we we love you. We're only joking. Yeah brilliant man in australian comedy and um yeah if you want to come on the show let us know um we'll have we'll happily talk about your um star wars collection and whenever you ask our opinion on something we'll be like oh we've got a real celebrity on the show and we'll just be gushing the entire time Um, pretty much pretty much although i've got a little bit of experience uh interviewing celebrities to me anyway oh yeah absolutely you got more experience than I I've had so far. Like I've not interviewed any. I've met a couple, but that's about it. Anyway, we're still talking disappointments. Um, <laughs> and this show wouldn't be this show. So no, if it wasn't for a tangent, so I'm hoping our audience isn't getting disappointed. Oh, that was um, only a little bit yeah. of a one. The rest of it was yeah. Star Wars, Star Wars based. My number yeah, the... two would have to be uh, felt from '97. I think it was. See, when we do this, most of the time, Jay will be the one that looks it up on Wikipedia, and I'll run off the top of my head and try and rely on my memory. It's not a good idea. Uh, hmm. Jodie Foster, Matthew McConaughey, uh, Robert Zemeckis was the director. Uh, what the fuck was his name? Um, Contact. Contact. I remember... My sister, in the Infinite Wisdom, in 97, I was eight. And in her Infinite Wisdom, 
she thought I will take my little brother to to see contact because all she saw was it was an alien movie. And when we got there, I fell asleep about 15 minutes into it. Was elbowed by my sister to wake the fuck up. I was like, oh, yeah, that's right, we're at the cinema. So I stayed awake through the whole thing. And then, uh, yeah, I was like, oh, Stacy, you you should not ever pick the movie ever again. <laughs> oh, God, that was crap. Uh, Robert Zemeckis, he was coming off Forrest Gump. He was coming off the uh, fucking Back to the Future trilogy. He was Mm. hitting him out of the park like crazy. And Contact is one of the most boring movies I have ever watched. I re-watched it the other week and it was just, it's still not good. Similar sort of thing, like just um, talking about like nearly falling asleep at the movies. Well, you did. I only nearly did. And that, was, for me, was seeing um, The Born Identity. Yeah. Like, See, this isn't a diss against the directors or the actors. Like, I love Matt Damon as an actor, but watching that movie, I could not get into it. Like, I'm not... <laughs> as I've said in previous episodes, I think it was in my top 10 um, Tom Cruise movies about the fact I'm not into Mission Impossible is because I don't dig spy movies secret yeah. agent movies that much because i'm not a bond fan or anything like that yeah going into that i hadn't realized that yet and i'm watching it's like oh oh he's gonna do oh okay oh this 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 i i do not find this interesting um yeah it just never grabbed me and like a friend had talked it up he apparently had read a couple of the books so he said it was really good he took me in to see it and he's like oh what do you think and i was like i found it really really dull not as an insult to the movie just it wasn't my thing so that was another one i found um really quite disappointing yeah uh see for me it wasn't so much (laughs) sorry why does that always happen sorry uh on the podcast it never happens in my normal conversations but anyway um maybe maybe you've got an anaphylactic reaction to me and it's your throat closing over yeah it could be just a muscle memory. Just um, just um, <laughs> don't ask Taya to jab you with a needle because that ends up being something much different. Yeah, although she's a nurse now, she can't harm me willingly. Right? Well, she can. She just breaks an oath. I mean, people break oaths all the time. Yeah, Have you ever heard of a politician on the stand? She she breaks an oath, but she ruins her career over it if she does that. She doesn't want to do that. That's if anyone finds out. That is the point. That's if anyone finds out. If you die, like, well, who are you going to tell? Yeah. Ghostbusters. True. Um, but uh, yeah, either way, the Born Identity wasn't the disappointment. It was every single sequel to it because they're all the same fucking movie. See, that's my issue with Bond. Like, they're very much the same movie so often. Yeah. Well, Casino but, um... Royale has been made three times. Yeah, um, Peter Sellers, Sean Connery, and uh, what's the current one's name? Um, Daniel Craig, Craig Daniel, Daniel Craig, Daniel Craig, yeah, yeah, Craig. Though, have you seen, um, have you seen the um, epic rap battle between James Bond and Austin Powers? (laughs) No, Uh, it's pretty, pretty good. 
last one I watched was uh, Jeff Bezos versus. Uh, oh, that's the recent one. Like this one's an older one. Like it's around. It's before the Jeff Bezos versus. Um, that's the most recent one. That yeah, yeah. Bezos versus. I can't remember the historical figure, but cool fact of that. Since that video went up. Um, that cat, that the person he was against, I can't remember his name, was Googled left, right, and center, and it's actually increased education on him. So, um, oh, I thought that was good. a positive thing. Yeah, yeah. I um, love the uh, King Richard the Lionheart versus Ragnar Lodbrok. Yeah, it was great. They did it fantastic. Yeah, but and um, the fact is, they again. didn't do it from the show Vikings. They did it the actual Ragnar figure history, the historical record. Well, Epic rap battle, battles of history, like it's, yeah, they're gonna be accurate when it's a historical figure, and accurate when it's a um fictional character. They'll just make it a bit more fun. Like, anyway, um, yeah. we're distracted again. Let's go back. So yeah, that was that yeah. was a big disappointment for me. Have you got another movie you'd like to uh, say is a disappointment for you? See, I consider myself a cinephile. I can sit down. And I've literally watched both Legally Blondes and have found entertainment in them. How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days. I sat down and watched it and thought, okay, that's a decently made movie. Plus, she has a really hot ass. He seriously... You're every... talking about Ryan Reynolds, aren't you? No, nah, he wasn't in that. It was Matthew McConaughey. He wasn't? Oh, even worse. <laughs> but, and then I can sit down and watch things like Capote and... Uh, the fucking um, the Joker film or Parasite or anything like that, and think that is a fucking great movie as well. But then I watch movies of uh, of franchises that I absolutely fucking love, like Friday the Thirteenth. I'm not Friday the Thirteenth. Halloween or Nightmare on Elm Street or uh, fucking Candyman or anything like that, and. I know for a fact that not going to be that good in the sequel department. Although some of Halloween and some of Nightmare on Elm Street's been bangers, but well, was the it, um, remake a well, not the remake the the um, follow on of Candyman? Because the sequel isn't it the newest one that got released? Yeah, it's a long way. It's supposed to be a long awaited sequel, being made yeah. by Jordan Peele. And it, it's supposed to be all right, but just nowhere near as good as what it was hyped up to be. But for me, yeah. it was because uh, there was an epic film brought out around 2000 called Halloween H2O. And it looked like <laughs> it revamped the fucking whole uh, yeah. Halloween marketplace and it just made it fucking awesome again. And then two years later, Halloween Resurrections came out. And, oh, fuck. It was right at the start of my love for horror. When I was really starting to get into it. And this movie came out. My other sister took me to go see it. And I said, is there any chance we can get a refund? Yeah. um, Uh, See, I've... I've still got to actually watch. Like, I've not seen any of the Halloween movies. Oh, I've really? read into them, studied them, and I do really want to watch them, and I've got to get around to watching them. Uh, there's a couple of them on Shutter, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. Most of them, except for the newest ones and the first one, are on Shutter. Let's see. The first one's the main one I want to watch. Um, yeah. 
Although the but take you, from me the best two are six and resurrections. Easily the best two. Even over number one? Yeah, yeah. Trust me. I won't lie to you. Yeah, you're lying to me. <laughs> um, which one's the one with Buster Rhymes in it? That's Resurrections. And okay, six yeah, is the yeah. one with Paul Rudd. The Curse on Michael yep. Myers, whatever it's called. When they well, yeah, put it um, down to it's an ancient curse. Yeah. Yeah, the Sam Hain and stuff like that. For the best, uh, I think it's Halloween 3 is the one without Mark Myers, the season of yeah. the witch. And then they brought him back in 4. And uh, 5 and 6 are both terrible. And H2O is really fucking good. Resurrection is so shit that 20 years later they made a remake of... Sorry, they retconned by making a sequel to the first one to delete the rest of the timeline because Resurrections was so bad. <sighs> yeah, it's um because there's three timelines within the um universe. It's crazy. Like it's yeah. There's the original timeline, the retcon timeline, and the remake timeline. The yeah, Rob there's... Zombie timeline. His first one wasn't that bad. It was okay. He gets shat on quite a bit. The second one was absolute crap. And even he'll admit it that it was crap because mm. he didn't want to do it. But yeah, um, I am meaning to watch that series because I really like. I want to just for greater no- horror knowledge. Yeah, like I want to watch. I want to watch the um Friday the Thirteenth, even though they're a pretty blatant rip off. Um, yeah. I still need to see. I still need to see a lot of the um, Nightmare on Elm Street series. Like I've seen number one, and I've seen the remake. Um, number two is pretty shit. Uh, three is really three good. Is Four is okay. Yeah. Five is shit. Six is well. That's where they started funny. going a bit more campy with Freddy. Yeah. Four is when they started going campy with him. And then six is why it's supposed to be Freddy's dead. So it's supposed to be his last ever film. But it's not. And then uh, seven, which is the new nightmare, is so fucking good. Yeah, because it plays on the meta. It's a bit different. It's not part of the series. It's um, it's like the, um, not the remake of Nosferatu, but there was something similar where they yeah. actually hire hire for a movie, but yeah, yeah, it's um, and it's yeah, it's even Wes Craven is in front of the camera for that one, but yeah, one, three, and seven are all filmed by Wes Craven. I didn't think Wes Craven did three, is he? That though, yeah, he, he did, did three. But... He did Dream Warriors and uh, New Nightmare. Okay, and, and Nightmare on Elm Street. And then, uh, then he didn't do Freddy vs. Jason, but he consulted on it. And it's still a pretty good film. It's very much a fan service film. Yeah, uh, it's just good fun. It's one of the few, um, but it's still a, like, um, of the mashup, the crossover films, like you've got your Alien vs. Predator, you've got Freddy vs. Jason. 
you got a couple of others. It's one of the stronger ones that's out there from what I've been told. Yeah. Um, I've still got to get around to seeing it, as I said. <laughs> and that's the work in progress. But um, yeah. I do really want to. Oh, and then um, I cannot recommend highly enough getting Shutter. It is so good. Yeah, well, There's so many say, B-rate, many... fucking D-rate, fucking E-rate films on there. And they're all so good in their own unique way. Oh, God. Oh, yeah. There's one called Slacks. S-A... S-L-A-double-X. And it's about yeah. a store in Canada where the genes kill people. Nice. Yeah, I mean, it's about eating a pair of something... Levi's. Well, the thing is, usually with people, it's um, the thing that kills them is something that's in their genes. They just went with a different kind of gene this time. Oh, but I'm... T- I thought that wasn't too bad, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, see, but, um, I can find it a little bit funny because I have a genetic disorder and my genes are killing me. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Personal. Um, <laughs> see, my disorder like is genetic as well. Thankfully, it's not killing me. It just makes it really hard to do shots. Um, have a drink of water. And, oh, that's fine because usually in a bottle, it's like carrying a very full shot glass to my mouth. That's the issue. Yeah, I can't do that anymore. People are like, why do you drink spirits from a bottle when I did drink? Why do you drink spirits from a bottle? And I'm like, because I can't hold a no, fucking shot glass. Tell you what, though, it was great for us. We'd be at the pub or whatever, you and I, and because both of us shook, we'd had this little trick where we'd go to the bar. If it was our round, we'd get half the drinks and a couple of empty glasses, pour half the beers into the empty glasses, spill a bit on whatever, as we're carrying it back, it's like, oh, sorry, guys, we shook a lot of it out, so we did rounds for half cost. Yeah, exactly. That yeah, or yeah. people just stop asking me to do rounds. They just started paying for oh, my yeah. drinks. Because they're like, seriously, it's not worth it by the time you get back. Yeah, exactly. They've gotten sober because it's taken so long for both of us. Exactly. Uh, being crippled has its advantages. It's not just the parking. <laughs> Anyway, what you, uh, what would be your third film? My third disappointing film. Like a movie that was really hyped up, that other people like I didn't. Um, There's actually quite a few. It's just trying to work out what. Um, I'd probably say... Like, it does verge into that, like, movies you find overrated sort of thing. But I'd probably say Anchorman. Really? Well, then again, I you're not seen... a uh, big Will Ferrell, Will Ferrell fan. fan. No, I'm not. But, like, I like everyone had talked it up. And, like, I'd seen Will Ferrell and stuff and, like, tolerated him or enjoyed him. And, like, people had talked it up and talked it up. It's like, okay, I'll finally watch it. And I'm watching it. It's like, why were they talking this up? Um. Yeah. But that's because, like, his comedy just doesn't do much for me, to be honest. Although um, his new show, The Shrink Next Door, with Paul Rudd, is really good. It's like yeah, black... That's because Paul Rudd's great. Yeah. Uh, like, it's a black comedy about uh, Jewish, two Jewish guys in New York, and one's a shrink, one's a patient, and then one's taking advantage of the other and it's a true story and it's really fucking 
It's actually quite good. Okay. It's like different to anything he's done so far. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, it is different. Like, Strange on the Fiction um, was pretty different, but yeah, it's different to that even. Okay. Okay, TV shows. What's a TV show that, um, a TV show or two or three that have, um, disappointed you? Uh, number one straight off the bat is Mines. The spin off of Sons of Anarchy. Yeah. It was just not good. It. Sons of Anarchy, if it was going to have a spin off, needed to be the first nine spin off, like the prequel. It didn't need a sequel for the club that no one liked in the first place. Yeah. Doing a sequel, um, making the bad guys look good, is not what you'd want to do. Hence the fact that well, Kurt Sato got kicked off the show, like, straight away. Hmm. Um, yeah, I I haven't watched Mayans, but I watched Sons of Anarchy, and it was a really solid series, but it's not that what you do a spin-off about it. If you're doing a spin-off, you do it about a strong character or a lesser character that had a lot of, to work with. Yeah. Like, they could have easily gone into, like, Chibs's IRA background. Or even Happy's uh, uh, fucking past. He was so mysterious. There were so many characters they could have really built off of really well there. And um, Well, like I said, the first nine, going to a young Piney, young Clay, young JT, all of them, the hmm. other, like, what is it, six members of the first nine. Yeah, it... Had a lot of potential to do that. Instead, they picked something that was... Like, I understand them wanting to, like... Like, it is a really hard thing to do a spin-off when you think about it. Because, okay, do we go with something familiar and are we doing just more of the same? Do we do a prequel and we just go to history and leave... like And make mistakes, because they always do. Or do we go with something minor that could really build up? And, but yeah, they, it's a really hard dance to do, to be honest, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's my, my first one. What would be your first one? This is it's an obvious one. This is really easy to go with, but it's the last season of Game of Thrones. <laughs> yeah, you well, kinda... there was such potential there, and just, uh, just you kind of stole my a, second. It was a one fetus there. with a yeah. It was a fetus with a coat hanger jabbed in its head. It was that. Yeah. It's just. Oh, Oh, God, you've gone really dark with the jokes tonight, aren't you? Oh, absolutely. Uh, um, <laughs> if anyone gets upset, they are jokes. Um, it's not something I do, but it's just... That's how disappointed I was with that episode, that season. That season. Like, there were, don't get me wrong, there were some highlights. We had Clegane Bowl, like Clegane versus Clegane, which was awesome. You had um, Tormund Giantsbane, who's just great no matter what. He is... He was a redeeming factor in all that entire series, but yeah, just that yeah. season, sorry. And then just... Wait, uh, what is it? What's her name? Uh, ah, shit. Brienne? No, the, the chick with the white Aria? hair. The white hair. Cersei? Yeah. Tar- Targaryen? Oh, no, um, Daenerys. Daenerys. Uh, yeah. The way she died right at the end was just so disappointing. Oh, just the entire, like, her entire character arc at the end was really disappointing. Like, yeah. and loved characters. Like, there were, don't get me wrong, there were some really good characters and their development. And 
Battle of the Bastards was in the final season, wasn't it? Or was that the no, season before? I wasn't in the final no. season. I was in like season six. No. Because yeah. season seven and eight were originally supposed to be one season and then they were split into two. Was it season eight was split into two? I can't remember. Either way, yeah. Mm. But I wasn't in the final season. So that was yeah. for me that was the last good episode of Game of Thrones. I know when um spoilers when Littlefinger got killed, that was fucking awesome. Yeah. Yeah. By that episode I just I was that was so well done. But anyway. So more um, of that moment was epic, but I wouldn't say that episode was great. Mm. But that's just me. I'm a jaded fan. But that, yeah, that would have been my number two as well. My yeah, number, th- and my number, yeah, three number three is number three with a bullet, though, is the very last episode of Dexter. Actually, no, the entire final season. Same as Game of Thrones. It just was not good. To the point where it was so bad that, <laughs> what is it, 10 years later, they're redoing it? Right now on Paramount Plus, it's coming out because they had to redo the entire final season. Hmm. So, so disappointing. I was a huge Dexter fan back in the day. I I had all of them in cardboard box set, DVD box sets. But yeah, the final season was so terrible. So terrible. Um, Yeah, I... A hundred percent get where you're coming from with that. Like they were um like I watched the first couple of seasons of Dexter. I didn't I wasn't as into it as a lot of others did. Yeah. Mainly because I found it a bit predictable. Like I was able to predict a lot of the stuff that would happen. Um my issue like and from what I've been told by so many people is that the final season was just like, Oh, I'm a monster. Oh, I'm a monster. I'm going to stop being a monster. And like, he realized it. So he kind of went against everything he was building up for the entire thing. Like, yeah. And that's the thing. Like, if you're going to create a compelling character, you have to keep the character consistent. Like, I don't mind a good twist, but it has to make sense for the character to do. And that was a big weakness of it. And the worst part is throughout the first seven seasons, Dexter himself in the present and the flashbacks was telling the audience that he was a monster and he fucking knew it in season eight. It was like, it was a revelation to him. He just all of a sudden realized he was a monster, even though he had been telling you for seven fucking years that he was a monster. And then they killed off one of the best characters for no fucking reason at all. Like there was no, Uh, Deb, his sister. There was no uh, storyline to it. There was no momentum for it, or there was no reason for it, even. But, yeah, they did that, and then there was no repercussions for it, either. It was just, oh, Hmm. she's dead. I best move on, then. (laughs) So a TV series that I was disappointed in that was built up a lot is um, actually Stranger Things. Yeah, yeah, I got maybe midway through the first season three times and never, never, could never get further than that. I mean, I've heard so many people rave about it, but it just, it did nothing for me. Like, 
like yeah just right yeah anyway moving on like i've got no, nothing really to say about it it just wasn't my I thing mean, it was just and... bland it wasn't that good and like considering it was coming out against things like orange the new black uh game of thrones the walking dead when it was still good uh the final... See, I don't think Walking Dead was ever that good anyway because I'm not into zombies, so... Yeah, true. The Pointless Score podcast is now on Patreon. There are six tiers to choose from, ranging from $1 to $100. $1 gets you just to help. $3 gets you a shout-out in every episode, except for the episodes in the next tier. $10 gets you your choice. You choose the topic and I record a solo episode dedicated to you with no ads or other Patreon shout-outs. $15 is produce it up. You get the opportunity to choose the week's topic and the co-host the code should be attainable and knowledgeable on the subjects 26 spots available $50 gets you the VIP co-host position 3 spots available $100 is make the school podcast your own you and a person of your choosing make an episode you can even change the intro music and artwork and you can edit or ask Tom to edit to your specifications go to patreon.com before IWC and you will get to our landing page that's patreon.com before IWC please support us so that we can continue to provide you with quality content each and every week although it had its moments it was more nuanced in the earlier seasons whereas in the later seasons it was just blood kill off main characters just do their shit and yeah, let's go Game of Thrones, really. Yeah, pretty much. Game of Thrones made killing your main character very popular. Mm. But yeah, it was uh, Stranger Things, which is very bland to me. And because it was coming out against things like that in the House of Cards, which even though Kevin Spacey's a creepy old fuckwit now, uh, and he's a rapist of both women and men. Uh, it was still a very good season and a very good TV show in its early years. And Stranger Things just couldn't hold up against it. Against yeah. all of them. Um, absolutely. It just, yeah, it just didn't have the same oomph that the others did. Yeah. Like maybe I have to watch a bit more of it. That's definitely a possibility, but it's just like, yeah. And then um, my view is you shouldn't have to slog through a show to get to the good. It should just be good. Yeah. Um, and then my number three because I took your number two was um Iron Fist. Yeah, Um, yeah, pretty much the Iron Fist and the Defenders. See, I didn't mind Defenders, but um, yeah, Iron Fist was just very lackluster. Like, as a character, like he just. The others all had a lot more depth, and then Iron Fist was just so. Ugh. Um, Especially happily because watch- he was supposed to be the most important character. The uh, the what are they? I was going to say the foot, but that's Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Yeah, it's the hand. The so, hand. Um, <laughs> no, it's funny because um, it's funny you bring up the Ninja Turtles, like the whole thing of the foot, the foot and the hand. Because the foot was created as a parody of the hand. Yeah. Because they were called, obviously, the Foot Clan versus the hand. Um, the person who was training the people to fight against them. So training Daredevil was Stick. 
training the Ninja Turtles with Splinter. <laughs> yeah. But there's actually quite a few little things there, which is um, which are really quite amusing. Um, but yeah, because so the whole like the Defenders universe, and I don't know if that's officially part of the MCU or not. And uh, no, um, it's not. It was because they reference it a lot. They reference it, yeah. and uh, the guy who played Daredevil and the guy who played Punisher could be entering the MCU in the new TV series coming up. Yeah, I know. I'm really hoping for that because I like both those characters. Um, But yeah, like Daredevil was good. Jessica Jones was really, really good. Yeah. Um, yeah. What's his name? Um, Luke Cage was good. Yeah. Then they did Iron Fist and it was just so lackluster. In my books, it would be Iron Fist at the bottom and above that, Luke Cage... Then above that, uh, probably, oh fuck! Then it gets really fucking hard. Um, Daredevil. I'm not including Punisher in that because he is not a he's a side character. Then had a spinoff because I liked his series as well. I was gonna um, say he his series would be my number one. Yeah, I'm not including it, like because he was a he's more a spinoff, if in my opinion, not. Yeah, but he still got his own show. Yeah, and that was his spinoff. Yeah, but he's still a part. <laughs> he's still a major still a part character of in the MCU and in Marvel lore. Oh, absolutely! Punisher's great. Um, I would say more so than Jessica Jones. Maybe not more so than Daredevil, but yeah, more so than Jessica. But see, Jessica Jones for me, like if you actually go into the comics, like they never really went deep into it, mainly because women weren't represented as well in comics, and she was street level she wasn't anywhere near as big but she's been a pretty big character like because her and luke cage end up getting together and guess who their nanny is who squirrel girl (laughs) oh god you want to see squirrel girl so bad uh i've said it before like heroes that should be added to the mcu um it's one of my top tens very it's the first top 10 i did i think and um if you haven't seen that video, go see it. I'm really quite proud of it for our first effort. Um, it's a lot of fun, and my views on what they could do with Squirrel Girl, I would love to see it happen. One of one of the people in your top ten list could be making his MCU debut. Hmm? Uh, what's his name? The Detective. Oh, uh, what? Dr. Nemesis? Yeah, yeah. And uh, do you know who's rumoured to be playing him? No, I'd not even heard that he was coming. Keanu Reeves. Yeah, I could see that. I was going to say, you don't know how to feel about that one, do you? I'm not sure, because, like... Like, I like Keanu, but he's... He's not quite the actor a lot of people make him out to be. No, he's a terrible actor, but but he's so good uh, at everything he does, though. I wouldn't say he's terrible. He's just, he's good at a very specific role other than Goofy when he's not doing Goofy. When he's doing Goofy, he's great. Like, he's yeah, solid the Bill when and he's Ted the films are great. But then you see him as, when he's trying to do serious, it is very 50 50. And even then in the comics. Oh, I wouldn't even say that. When he's trying to like, do John serious, Wick- like in Bram Stoker's Dracula, he's absolutely oh, yeah, shit. But when he's trying to do serious action, like in Speed, like in Matrix, like in John Wick. He's fucking phenomenal. But even then, like, one movie I really love that he's in, but 
his acting actually kind of hurts it a little bit in my opinion oh, sorry his acting is 50 50 in it um is the replacements yeah but like he was acting opposite gene hackman so like anything oh, that dude is gonna be great yeah like um <laughs> yeah gene hackman was amazing in that but yeah it's just um but yeah his acting's a bit 50 50 in it but still great movie i love it yeah. um yeah we'll have to look into it a bit more but i am intrigued by it i'll say that much yeah it's only rumors at the moment there's no like set script or set release or anything like that but there are rumors that uh because in no way home which by the way just a little tangent do you think no way home is gonna beat endgame in the box office it's already it doesn't come out until the 17th and it has already made 250 million dollars at the box office I honestly think it will. Um, oh, I think Marvel, it's going to handle it. Squish it. I think the only thing that'll ever potentially beat, like Spider-Man, is one of the there's two franchises within Marvel that I wouldn't say could guarantee beat Endgame, but could get yeah, very very close. And they are Spider-Man and the X-Men. Those are the two franchises that the can get MCU X-Men. When they're finally introduced, they could do it. I think also a Dark Horse, no no comparison intended, because uh, I mean Marvel, <laughs> not the Dark Horse universe. But uh, the Dark Horse and that one is a well-made, well-casted MCU version of the Fantastic Four, first family of Marvel. See, in my opinion, I... As much as I'd love to see that work, I don't think it'll ever get the same sort of size as the other two I've said, mainly because of the history. Like, you look at the two times they've tried to do Fantastic Four, both have been bad. Um, oh, the very, the very first Fantastic Four with, uh, not the very first, but the first one with Jessica Alba and, and Chris Evans, that wasn't that bad. Like, it wasn't good in any stretch means, but it wasn't that bad. Silver Surfer was fucking terrible. And then the less said about whatever the fuck they did a couple of years ago, the better. Mm. But that's the thing, like, I think people, like, fans of Fantastic Four are kind of in the once bitten, twice shy element. Yeah. Um, they won't really be able to go in there with a clear mind. Like, they're not going to be interested. It's the same sort of thing as what happened with Star Wars. Yeah, like after Last Jedi and all that, it put people's a bad taste in people's mouths, so they weren't going to go and do it. That being said, a good trailer can change everything. But exactly. like continuing on that, you look at the X Men. There's like, don't get me wrong, there's some absolute stinkers within that series. Yeah. But you've got the first two, which were great. You've got Logan, which was amazing. You've got, um, I guess, Deadpool. Wolverine was average. Um, Not Wolverine you've got the Deadpool Origins. Series, which is Wolverine. Yeah, it was, it was average. It was alright. Like, it, it was solid. Like, it wasn't bad. The Japanese version of him was pretty fucking good. Um, you've then got the two Deadpool movies, which are technically part of that universe as well. Like, yeah. They do enough referencing and stuff. Uh, and, which are really the second solid. one actually Not has that... a cameo from the X-Men universe. Hmm. And then you also have um, 
Then you also have Days of Future Past, which was great. Yeah. Then you got Apocalypse and First Class. And what? Um, then you've you've also got um, X Men First Class is a good one. Yeah. Then you got Apocalypse but, and Last Stand, which are both fucking terrible. And Dark Phoenix. Yeah, and X Men Wolverine Origins. Okay, I don't like Wolverine Origins. However, there are two parts that are awesome. The opening title sequence, great. Yeah. Oh yeah, that is fantastic. Best opening sequence in the history of any Marvel film. Fight me. Um, and then quite a few of the fight scenes are good. Like the fight between Wolverine and Blob, great. Um, yeah, the and, Gambit scene is pretty good. Yeah, and then. Like, I hate the, what they did to Deadpool. And, like, to be honest, Ryan Reynolds as Wade Wilson in the early scenes is great. Oh, um, I love that. That scene in the elevator. I was stuck in an elevator with five guys and me with a protein deficiency. Yeah, like... Oh, God. It was Ryan Reynolds playing up Deadpool. But then at the end, it was like, oh, what do they do to Deadpool? But the actual fight with him and Sabretooth, uh, Wolverine and Sabretooth versus Deadpool was really solid. And Weapon X. Liv Schreiber... Uh, no, Wolverine Weapon X. Oh, whatever he was in. Weapon 11 or whatever he was. I think he was Weapon 11. I can't remember off the top of my head. Yeah. But, um, and Liv Schreiber as Sabretooth was fantastic. Oh, yeah. Um, Such a shame that but, that movie was so bad because he played yeah. that role so well. Hmm. Like, um, Marvel Cinematic, if you're listening, keep, if you're doing the X Men, keep Liv Schreiber as, um, as Sabretooth, please. He can do him justice, unlike um Tyler Maine, who played him in the first X-Men movie. Yeah. Who was not a good Sabretooth. He also um, played Michael Myers in the Halloween remix. Yeah. He's also in I think it's Tyler Maine. He's actually makes an appearance in um a film clip for Twisted, one of their songs. Yeah. Um and he's also in um Scorpion King. The what thing. the um yeah like the actual the series of the the spin-off series of the scorpion king or the second mummy movie the uh, the spin-off mummy movie with dwayne johnson well yeah because he's in the because dwayne johnson's in it briefly in the second mummy movie and then becomes cg yeah but uh there's a spin-off movie on its own called mm. the scorpion yeah yeah oh. Not just a movie, there's like four of them. It's a yeah, series. there's a full series of them, but yeah. Mm-hmm. The only good one is what I'm talking about. And that's is good. Is it good though? That's good. Stretching the mm. term of good. <laughs> uh, it, was, it was before The Rock actually became pretty good at acting. Yeah, yeah. Although him in Around the, time uh, like cool, the Tooth Fairy. is fucking great. In what, sorry? Be Cool, the sequel to Get Shorty. It's not a good movie by any stretch of the imagination, but the rock in it is great. I yeah, just highly suggest the... it. But okay. yeah, um, back to my original point of No My Home. It, it reportedly is going to be a way to introduce the because uh, they're opening the multiverse. That and Loki are going to be the way that they. Uh, Integrate the X Men into the MCU. Yeah, I. And if they do it well, it could be amazing, and I really hope it is. Yeah, well, if all the rumors are true, and I believe they are, 
Andrew Garfield and Tom McGuire are in it. I think that's near confirmed. Um, yeah, technically they, not they're not going to confirm it or anything until the movie comes out. But yeah, it pretty much is. The Sinister Six has been confirmed as to what the uh, the evil squad is going to be. That's why we've got Doc Ock, why we've got uh, uh, the Sandman, why we've got Electro, why we've got uh, the Green Goblin. And then the Vulture and the Scorpion are going with the two from uh, Tom Holland's universe. Yeah. So it's going to be fucking Which has some epic. real potential. Yeah. I can't wait for that movie. It's one of the first like MCU films that I've been excited for in ages. Like, I wanted to see Black Widow, and I was like, yeah, that was a good film. It was all right. It wasn't great. I really, really, really wanted to see Endgame because I'd seen Infinity War, and then Endgame just wasn't as good. Oh, see, I still really enjoyed it, but anyway. Oh, that's I, just me. I enjoyed it. It just wasn't as good. But yeah, so they're going to introduce the X-Men through Spider-Man. Which is no brainer to me. It's a good idea to mm. me. Anyway, yeah. um, we haven't got a huge amount of time, so we have to move to music. <laughs> My bad. We went off on a very heavy tangent. I was still on topic, at least, compared to most of our other tangents. Yeah. Um, same music. What's like an album or a song that came out that really disappointed you? Uh... Not so much disappointed, but I just didn't think was uh, as good as it could have been. Uh, is I Am With You by the Chili Peppers. Now, to hmm. put it in perspective, I'm one of the world's biggest Chili Peppers fans. I've met the band. I've had a song dedicated to me in front of 50,000 people at the big day out. I have a tattoo of the band. I own every single one of their albums. On CD, vinyl, and cassette tape. I have posters mm. of the band, and I have artworks. Legitimate, one of 500 lithograph artworks of the uh, of their last album. And I've seen them four times live. I'm a huge fan, but I'm With You was not a good album. Mm. And that's what... What I, album was that one? When was it released? Uh, 2012, I think it was. Or 2011, and it was with Josh Klinghoffer, the new, now the old guitarist, the guard of him. Uh, and it was the last one with uh, Rick Rubin as the producer, and it just wasn't as good. I've explained this to people, and I get some weird looks when I do it. When I'm listening to an album, if I close my eyes, I get two images in my head. I get the B-sharps from before they were burnt out and they love making music. Then I get the B-sharps in the studio with the dupes hanging down, just doing it because they have to kind of thing. And uh, for me, I'm with you. When I close my eyes to listen to that music, it was the sad B-sharps, not the happy ones. Like the getaway, the follow-up, that was the happy B-sharps. To me, anyway. I get you. Yeah. Um, hundred percent get you on that one. Um, I'll say so. I've got a couple for music, and um, one of them goes to a band like 
they're among my favorites. Like they're definitely top ten. They flirt in my top five, and that is pretty much any of the later albums by The Offspring. Later, like the more recent ones. Yeah, the more recent ones. Yeah. Disappointing, like, um, or you like them? They're disappointing. Oh, good. Like, I like yeah. them still. I just... thought you were going to say they're the only good ones. I'm like, what? Enough. No. We're about to have words here. <laughs> Smash, Ixnay, Americana. Americana. Like, they, started, they started to go down at Conspiracy of One, but they were still good. Yeah. Um. But yeah. The just, last they two, just... they're just trying to be the Beach Boys. Trying to be what? Beach Boys. It did have moments like that. Um, yeah, yeah. Just... not the, the latest one, the album before that, they had this single that just sounded like a beach song, like a surfer's anthem. Yeah, it was from the 50s, not even a current one. It was, they weren't good, but yeah, I get where you're coming from there. Yeah, and um, these both our picks so far have been bands that are just these iconic albums that are great and released great albums one after the other then just came out with shit and just haven't recovered. Yeah. yeah um. Because although I think The Getaway is their best album since probably Californication, I don't lie, by the way, Stadium My Academy was okay, but it was too full of crap. Uh, I'm With You was not good. Uh, Californication was a great album. One Hot Minute was terrible. Uh, and then Bar Trick, Sex Magic, Mother's Milk, The Uplift of Our Body Plan, Freaky Style, and Self Title were all great. Hmm. And you, I didn't catch you properly. Did you said you liked The Getaway? Uh, yeah, yeah, it's a good album. It's the best one since Cali. Yeah, um, I do fucking love Rock and Arm, Dark Necessities. Such yeah. a good song. When when that first came out, I posted that's not what I expected from the Jilly Peppers. And everybody's like, oh, it's exactly what I expected. It's poppy shit. I'm like, no, it's the only one of their songs. You can listen to their ent- entire discography. It's the only one where a piano starts the song and accompanies the band all the way through. It's the only yeah. one. It's not what I expected because it had stuff that I did not expect Chili Peppers to do. And it was also produced by uh, Danger Mouse. It was not Rick Rubin who had been with them since 1990. It was a different producer this time. Yeah. Um, okay, what's another music one that's been a disappointment for you? And these are coming from places of love. Like we're, I think we're both picking artists that we are quite big fans of yeah but um we're just like you know what this is yeah this is because from a place of love we've watched it and then just like yeah this just doesn't do it for us we love these bands and then this is just the one sore thumb that sticks out like uh number mm-hmm. two would have through metallica and saint anger i was waiting for saint anger to come up um like I wasn't outraged by it. I just didn't think it was a good album. Yeah. Um, yeah, and I, I was like, it's not what they could have done. Yeah. 
And at least they followed it up with her decent album, like Death Magnetic. A lot of people don't like it, and I think it was a very good album. Yeah. Um. And yeah, I absolutely agree with you, one hundred percent. There, just the less we talk about um, Saint Anger and Death Magnetic as well. Yeah, I think the better. Although um, I, there are a couple of songs on Death Magnetic that I like. One in particular, it's actually in my top ten Metallica songs video. You can go check that out on the YouTube channel. Yeah, we've been doing a lot of plugs, haven't we? Yeah, we um, have. Accidental. <laughs> yeah. Um. Okay, so for me, my next one, and this is some ACDC albums, so this um, says a lot, doesn't it? Um, for me, it's um, three ACDC albums in particular. Um, Flick of the Switch, Fly yeah. on the Wall, and Power Up, which is the newest one. They're all the same album, aren't they? They're actually not, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> okay so for those who don't know tom's re- saying well first of all acdc stuff generally all sounds alike um in the two eras bon scott or brian johnson but yeah. then um well you can tell the that there bon was an... scott era the brian johnson all sounds the same hmm. <laughs> but even greater than that is the fact that um in an interview malcolm young's being asked by the interviewer um how does it feel when people say that you've released eight albums that sound exactly the same. And he just says, oh, fuck off. We released nine albums that sound exactly the same. <laughs> um, and that's the thing. That's that's what they're like. And but the thing is, they still always had stuff that stood out in each one. Um, Flick yeah. of the Switch and Fly on the Wall were just very generic and quite dull. And then Power Up was pretty much rock or bust redone. And the same style, like even the lead single from it had the same like vocal breakdown and everything. So it's just like, oh, just <laughs> no, no. Like, yes, it's good to do something different, but yeah. Um, it, and it's good to be consistent, but that was just, there was nothing special about it. It didn't jump out. Um, and for those who don't believe me, you listen to, um, you listen to Rock and Roll Train from Rock or Bust. And then you listen to the main track from Power Up, which is, um, let me find it, which is Shot in the Dark. And tell me they are not just ridiculously similar. Um, And they really are. (laughs) Um, I think it's the same three chords in both songs. Angus plays the exact same chords. Well, even more than that, it's also um, it's also the like that's um Stevie Young's first one, so the nephew of Malcolm and Angus playing to a cover for Malcolm, who'd passed away at that point. Yeah. Or if he, no, he hadn't passed away. He'd um, that yeah, he had was... passed away at that point. Sorry, yeah. What year was it? Twenty twenty. Oh yeah, yeah. He passed away yeah. twenty sixteen. It was or twenty seventeen. Yeah. One, two. But yeah, and he had dementia for a couple of years before that as well. Well, yeah, he'd left the band before that, yeah. Um, yeah, either way. Yeah. Rest in peace. Uh, yeah, yeah. Oh, Malcolm Malcolm was a big loss, but um, for me as an ACDC fan, that was huge. 
Yeah. Um, yeah. Have you got another album you want to add? Because I've got another one that I want to add, but I'll let you go first. I was thinking I've got two from two separate bands, but one is more I never like their music, and that's Chinese Democracy by the Guns N' Roses. But like, well, that's not a disappointment for you. It was a disappointment for music fan. Um, but in yeah. general, it was just shit album. But I think I'm gonna have to go because. I was huge. I am still a huge, huge, huge fan of the band called Carnival from Perth, or the now from Melbourne. But uh, in fact, I'm going to the Monolith Festival, but they're the headliners, and I'm lucky enough to be able to call that band my friends. And they've done things for me for charity in the past, and they are notorious for never doing anything like that. I've asked them to come on this show. They're notorious for never doing interviews either. <laughs> they said, we'll think about it. And that's as far as it got. Uh, but even though it is still a great album in consideration with prog albums, but I did not like Ascendancy, their latest album, because uh, Persona EP was one of the best EPs ever released. It was one of the best first releases of the band ever. Thermata was great. One of the best first albums the band ever. And Sound Awake was one of the greatest prog albums of all time. Like internationally, not just Australia. It was, And that includes Pink Floyd. It was so fucking good. It was one of the highest selling album, prog albums of all time as well. And Ascendancy, while still good, was just a giant step backwards for me. It just wasn't what you were hoping for. No, it wasn't. It was what you would expect them to have in their first album kind of thing. But their first album okay. was stronger, if you get what I'm saying. It's not a, I'm not saying it's a bad album. It's a very good album. It's just not as good as its predecessors, which is what it was expected. And the fourth album, it like it being, it better be fucking good. I tell you what, they've been writing it for eight years. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I absolutely get you. Like when something's built up, especially with something you love, and then when it comes out and it's not what you are hoping. Yeah, it's a killer. Like it's an emotional killer to do that, um, because we are pushing time. I'm not going to go deeper into it, talking with you. Because, also, because I don't know Carnival at all, really. <laughs> so I can't really, I can't really communicate it with you. Just um, all I can really do at the moment with your disappointment is just say they're there and pretend to pat you on the back. Um, Check them out, that's... dude. Check them out. They're worth listen. The well, yeah, you got me into Red Beast. Oh, I'm so like... fucking good. You got me into Red B, so I should probably enjoy them. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. My ultimate concert and, um, experience would be them and Red B. Not going to add Tool to it as well? Nah. Oh. I've seen Tool. I don't need to do that again. Fair enough. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so my final answer, my final one for um the music one, Um, you'll be hanging by a moment. And in your case, you'll be rolling in a straight line. <laughs> um, late silver chair, like my god! Oh. That, 
shit is so painful. Do you mean like straight ones or like from Neon Ballroom on? So, (sighs) Neon Ballroom at least still had a little bit of grunge style. I was going to say Neon Ballroom was so good album. Oh yeah, Neon Ballroom like Anthem for the year 2000 is what got me into grunge. Yeah. Like, I've got nothing but love for Neon Ballroom. Ballroom. Um, and, like, it was a good, like, sort of thing that played with a lot of genre sort of stuff. Um, and even then, like, the track listing for it, for Neon Ballroom, like, you had Emotions, you had Anna's song, which was amazing. Yeah. Um, Miss Your Love was okay, but it was a great album. Um, yeah. Like, it's not Frog Stomp or Freak Show, but it is still a good album. Yeah. Then you had Diorama. It's like, ugh, yuck. Like, it was just... Is that the one with straight lines? Or the straight lines yeah. one with straight lines? No, no. So, um, the track listing for Diorama was uh, Across the Night, The Greatest View, Without You, and Love Your Life were all the um, singles oh, yeah. from it. That's the one where he started, like, learning that. Oh, I have more range in my voice. But it's just like, uh, yuck. Like, yeah. and then... After that, it was Young Modern. Young Modern, that's it. Yeah. Yeah. Straight lines. And then... That was the worst album to ever be called Grunge. I don't think it was... It wasn't Grunge at all, but it was still categorized that way. Well, no, no. Because I was just double-checking on um, Wikipedia just so I had the proper track listing instead of going with my memory. Um, Genre for that was alternate rock, baroque pop, and art rock. <laughs> See, so the it didn't even have a grunge genius. label. Daniel um, and then like Diorama. Diorama was alternate rock, baroque pop, and art rock. But then you go to, um, uh, they had the best of volume one, which doesn't really count. <laughs> then Neon Ballroom. Neon Ballroom was alternative rock and art rock, but it had definitely had a grunge feel. Yeah. Then you go back to the Freak Show, and it was just pure grunge. Like, yeah. And then Frog Stomp, of course, was still grunge and alternative metal, actually. Yeah. Yeah, like they yeah. they were so good, but but admittedly, like I do understand them needing to branch out because you can only do teenage angst for so long. Yeah, but they could have branched out better. Like, kept it in the hard rock sort of genre. Yeah, like Foo Fighters branched out, and yeah, they're one of the best bands they... to ever exist. Ah, uh, that's because they've got um, what's his name? Like, what's his name's the lead singer? Um, Pashman. What Dave Grohl? No, Dave Grohl. Tyler, Dave Tyler Grohl. Hawkins. Shut up. Um... <laughs> Hey, like Dave those Cole. guys are all fucking great. Like Pat Schmier was uh, part of Nirvana, and before that, the Germs. Uh, he was the fourth member of Nirvana. People don't realize that there were actually four members of Nirvana, not three. Well, Dave Roll only came in halfway through. He was the fifth drummer. He from Nevermind yeah. onwards. Uh, there were only three on Nevermind, but In Utero had four, and Pat Schmier was the fourth person in that band and also mtv unplugged had the four of them as well but yeah. um and he went the which is one of the in my opinion in my sorry he's in the he's now a two-time hall of fame of patch 
Is he? What, what was the other band he was in with? Nirvana and the Foo Fighters went in this year. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, like, um, and yeah, that's, like, I agree 100% with you, like, how good the Foo Fighters are, and they've reinvented themselves. Like, they're, yeah. they're kind of like the Chris Jericho of um music. Yeah, pretty much. That dude just cannot yeah. do anything wrong. But Taylor Hawkins started with Alanis Morissette, then one of the Foo Fighters. Uh, hmm. The bass player, Nate Mandel, started with Sonny's Side Real Estate, or whatever it was. And then went over the Foo Fighters. Pat Schmier went over the Foo Fighters when Nirvana died. Same with Dave Grohl. So pretty yeah. much this is a super group of uh, Indian punk bands. Oh, they were just... They grew up and kept moving with it. And they developed themselves over time. They did it. I've, yeah. Nothing but, um, nothing but love for the Fooies. Um, yeah. I remember seeing this, um, comedic sort of, um, this little girl, like, I think she's like eight and she was doing a comedy routine and writing her own jokes, apparently. And she was talking to her dad and she was just saying, oh man, I wish, um, I wish, um, Kurt Cobain didn't commit suicide until after I got to see him. And the dad's like, well, why would you want him to have killed himself? It's like, and miss out on the Foo Fighters? Like, exactly. Um, it's kind of really a dark joke, but it was great. It's kind of a catch yeah. 22. If he didn't well, kill I'm... himself, what? Well, Lord knows what would have happened. Would have had this yeah. silver chair era or Nirvana. No, I don't think they would have gone that far. Yeah, that I was think, too, um... too good. But yeah, that's um, this yeah. is the disappointing episode. Um, if you found this disappointing, that's kind of what we wanted. Um, yeah, we tell were, us the things that we were going to go into other things, but uh, we've been going for like two and a half hours, so we better stop. Oh, it's not that far. It's one and a half hours. Yeah, sorry. I always do that. My recorder counts it as starts it with two. To say that we're in the second hour, and I read it wrong. My it's bad. It's all good. Yeah, something we so easily one and a half out. hours. <laughs> but yeah, we um. So yeah, that's the disappointment episode. Tell us, were you disappointed? Tell us what you've been disappointed in in the past. Were you disappointed with our answers, um, or were you just our parents and just disappointed at the fact that our um podcast isn't like at the top of the charts yet? Um, yeah, but but number eight. Oh, that's what we got voted as pop culture ones, and like, yeah, you know, as far as like, pop being goes, I'm... in the uh, in the actual pop culture market on pop being, I don't even know. We're not even listed yet, so that kind of says something. But, but yeah. people that judge our this... content have rated us highly, so yeah, yeah, we got eight out of we got eight in the top twenty in Australia. Which admittedly, like, it's a bit of a small pond because it is Australia, but that's still a pretty, pretty good for two guys who just talk shit the entire time and say what they like and don't like. Yeah, exactly, exactly. But uh, yeah, if you want to get on the show and express your your most disappointing film or your most disappointing release in music or whatever, something that disappointed you in the pop culture realm. Uh, yeah. Record uh, if on you a voice go memo. Of what we... Record well, on a voice go... memo on your phone. 
and uh, then email us at beforeiwc at gmail.com and we'll see if we can chuck it on. Yeah, absolutely. We'd, we'd love to hear from our audience, get that little bit of feedback and get, because like, it's fun us talking to each other, but hearing what people enjoy and what people have to add to it. And it might be stuff we didn't even think of. It's like we might hear this voicemail from you saying what you didn't enjoy. And we'd be like, oh, I can't believe we didn't even think of that. Wow, thank you so much. Like, And then we'd be like, yes, that was disappointing. And we move on. But you'd get a little shout out. Like, That's the important yeah, part. Exactly. Um, yeah. And um, unlike the anyway, cheese so, in Patreon, you won't have to pay for this one either. We'll just do it because we, wanna, we don't want to live in an echo chamber. We want to hear from everybody. Yeah, exactly. We want... We want everyone involved um, and we love to share with our audience and hear from our audience. It's really fun. Yeah. Um, not that it's really happened outside of um, hearing a little bit from um, Damo, really. Hi, Damo. Hey, um, Damo. <laughs> oh, God. But uh, yeah, patreon.com forward slash before IWC. Check out all the tiers that are available uh, next year. The YouTube cheers will be coming to it, so check out that. Uh, we're going on a short hiatus for the rest of the year, probably into starting next year. From not this episode, not the next episode, but the episode after that will be our final one yes, for the so, year. Um, yeah, we hope everyone um enjoys what we're doing. We've got a truckload of stuff you can check out on many different places. Yeah. Um, We're available across every platform you can think of in every country as well. Are we even Are we even in China? No. Yes, maybe. I don't know. I don't think Podbean you, is deleted in China yet. I think they're based out of China. You said every country, so I wanted to find out. So, um, well... Ladies and gentlemen, if you're a Chinese listener, tell us if you've listened to us whilst in China and been able to access us in China. Um, mainly because of my own curiosity at this point. Yeah. Um, they, yeah. We don't have an audio translation, so unless they speak English or understand English, then they won't understand us. I'd laugh if it's just translated and it's mostly us saying um, glory to the Chinese Communist Party. Um, <laughs> oh, we're going to get shot. It's Actually, okay, not in Australia. The best only, phone I ever owned, owned like was Huawei. Sorry, what was that? best phone I've ever owned was an Huawei. The Huawei cool story, Mate bro. 20 Pro. Best phone I've ever owned. Anyway. Well, <laughs> that's us. Um, yeah, check us out on YouTube. On. Uh, like we said earlier, email us. Uh, go to the Patreon, like I said earlier. Uh, the Twitter is IWC uh, app before IWC. Um, there's nothing else I can think of. The, oh, the Facebook. Facebook.com forward well, slash yeah. before IWC. Uh yeah, that's us. Yeah, that's it. Bye, everyone. That's all. If we don't of. do another, epi- if we don't do another episode before um, the end of the year, um, happy holidays, Merry Christmas, Hanukkah, Kwanzaa, whatever you celebrate out there. 
hope it's great and yeah. um be safe and stay safe from omicron yeah yeah be safe everyone see you later see you next time hopefully see you in a few weeks probably doing the before it was cool end of year awards yeah we are looking forward to that um who's gonna get our inevitable cunt of the year we'll see won't we there's been a lot of them there has been i've got my vote fuck with but anyway oh yeah so i've not even thought about it until that moment (laughs) (laughs) oh i've got two that could take it but anyway uh so yeah that's us bye bye everyone (laughs) 